intriguing and thrilling episode of Politicking with Shola. We'll be talking about non-implementation of agreements, payment of outstanding salaries with the Academic Staff Union of Universities in Nigeria, which has led to the Social Economic Right and Accountability Project, SERAP. Alongside five Nigerian students, suing the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, President Muhammad Buhari, to the law court. Though there isn't a slated date yet for this suit, it is pertinent to know that the Social Economic Rights and Accountability Project, SERAP, Along five Nigerian students, has filed a lawsuit against the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, that is, President Muhammadu Buhari.
the suit which is being filed at the law court is asking the court to declare as unlawful the refusal of the federal government of Nigeria meeting the demand of the academic staff union of universities, which has necessitated or resulted into the lingering strike action for the past several months and has also violated the students' rights to quality and quantitative education. This is getting interesting because, like I told you in my last episode, I said the federal government of the Federal Republic of Nigeria took the took ASU, that is Academic Staff Union of Universities, to court against their refusal to call off the lingering strike. In the defendant to this suit being filed by Social Economic Rights and Accountability Projects and the five Nigerian students as the following defendants one, the Minister of Labor, Employment and Productivity, Chris Ngige. Secondly, Anthony General of the Federation and Minister of Justice, Abubakar Malami, son, Senior Advocate of Nigeria. And the allegation being put towards them is lack of commitment by the Nigerian government on the implementation of the agreement with the Academic Staff Union of Universities, which, as Nesset stated, or, or which is going to necessitate the calling of the strike by the Academic Staff Union of Universities and the threat also being imposed upon the academic staff union that is no work no pay policy by the president of the federal republic of nigeria president muhammad Ubrai. it is pertinent to note that in my last episode i said the federal government is is insisting on no no work, no pay policy. The federal government also instructed the committee, which is being led by the Minister of Education, Adamu Adamu, that they should not enter into any agreement. They will not be able to implement for the expiration of their tenure year in the first quarter of 2023. And this is causing a whole lot of havoc and stress to both academic staff union of universities and the students as a whole. The suit which was filed at the industrial court in Abuja 
with suit number NICN slash ABG slash 269 slash 2022. The complete setup, which is Social Economic Rights and Accountability Project, along with the five Nigerian students, are seeking. It's towards directing the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria and the Minister of Labor, Employment and Productivity in the country over the immediate implementation of all the agreements which has been made with ASO to ensure the linguist strike to be called off. The students are contesting the violation of the right of Nigerian students. I don't think the Nigerian students are at fault because the government is making this issue linger more than it should. The Social Economic Rights and Accountability Project, SEWAP, and the five Students are alleging disruption of classes, which is undermining quality of education in the country, as well as the duration of learning by the students towards their educational goal in the country. Like I told you earlier, I said in my last episode that there are about three sets of undergraduates that are waiting admission into tertiary institutions in Nigeria. And as it is, the first two set are yet to commence registration, are yet to commence lectures, and the third set just wrote the joint admission and matriculation board examination from May that um, that should be May seventh, if I'm not mistaken, till May thirteenth, twenty twenty-two. And as it is, they have not; they don't even have a set date or hope of when they will be admitted. That's to be set already. And another set will be writing another one next year, which will make it four sets. That's brilliant and wonderful for a country, which I don't know how they are going to admit all the students into the university. Knowing fully well that they have less vacancies in this university to admit all the students. The disparities existing in access to university education in the country, which is marginalizing the less privileged and the disadvantaged parents and students, are part of what SERAP, Socioeconomic Rights and Accountability Project, and the five students are suing the government for. The suits 
which is being filed by their lawyer that is Tayo Oyetibo, senior advocate of Nigeria, is being filed on behalf of several and the five students. And it has a quotation that the federal government has failed to respect, protect, promote, and fulfill rights to quality education and freedom of association through principles of collective bargaining. It should also be noted that the federal government since 1988 during the military regime has also failed to address the poor environment within the country's university citadel of learning. All these are what Serap and the five Nigerian students, including Asu, is suing the federal government for. And the agreement has not been made because the government is insisting on no work, no pay. Let's not forget, according to the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, 1999 constitution, I will be bringing in section 14, subsection 2, A to C, then subsection 3, under that section 14. Section 18, subsection 1, subsection 3, A to C, then subsection 36, sub section 36, subsection 1, subsection 2, subsection 3, and subsection 4. Asu, that is the academic staff union of university, isn't a criminal case. The five students who are suing the federal government alongside with the socioeconomic rights and accountability project are excuse me one don't go daniel duvo if i'm correct who is from plato state university secondly oyebode joshua babafemi who is from babafemi awulowo university A.G. Kenkama from the University of Portacot, Peter Itoho and Nefiok, University of Uyo. And lastly, but not the least, Imam Nasiru from University of Ibadan. Now let's look at it according to section 18, subsection 1 through subsection 3A to C. According to section 18, subsection 1, the government shall direct its policy towards ensuring that there are equal and adequate educational opportunities at all levels. Now, going to subsection 3, government shall strive to eradicate illiteracy, and to this end, government shall 
as and when practicable provide free university education. <laughs> this is wonderful, interesting. Is there free university education in this country that is in Nigeria? No. Even this university which is being run by the federal government of the Federal Republic of Nigeria isn't free. Is it? Free education in the country. And this subsection says free university education that according to section A pain, subsection three. It should be noted that even the public secondary schools and the primary schools in the country aren't free. When you deem something free, that implies no amount or levy is being collected. But this is not the case in the country. According to section 18, subsection 3, breach of fundamental rights to education without discrimination or exclusion is being breached by the government over failure to implement its agreement with the union. This is not only precedent to the present government, but past governments respectively. The breach is further expanded by its inability of equal access to quality and uninterrupted education by Nigerian youths. Most of the youths are now at home for the past several months. They've not been on any academic activities. And this is against section 18 subsection 1 to 3. This socioeconomic right and accountability project, SERAP, had earlier advised the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, President Muhammad Buhari, that they should recover all stolen public funds during the regime of the military Major General Sonny Abacha to the tune of 105.7 billion <laughs> and to utilize him in regards of specified percentage of 3.6 billion which is to be which is being expended on feeding and travel allowances for the president of the country <laughs> such open sum of allowance for feeding and traveling and the educational sector is lacking behind it should also be noted that serap also advised the government that the 134 billion which is being allocated to members of the national assembly in 2022 budgets should also be directed towards the educational system 
I don't think they have any good reason for the citizens of the country. Considering this huge amount of money, this amount was meant to be legitimately used for the union, that is the academic staff union of universities. The breach further compounded reasonable basis for the academic staff union of universities members to exercise their right to strike as a last resort. It should be noted that it's quite unlawful to punish the academic staff union of universities for peacefully exercising their fundamental human rights, which can be seen in section 14 and section 36 of the 1999 Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. I'll be reading that section 14 for you. This section 14 states that, which is subsection 1, that the Federal Republic of Nigeria shall be a state based on the principles of democracy and social justice. Subsection 2 states that it is hereby accordingly declare that sovereignty that is power belongs to the people of Nigeria from whom government through its constitution derives all its powers and authority. That subsection 2 part B states that the security and welfare of the people shall be the primary purpose of government. And while the same part says the participation by the people in their government shall be ensured in accordance with the provision of this constitution. Subsection 3 further went by to say the composition of the government of the federation or any of its agencies and the conduct of its affairs shall be carried out in such a manner as to reflect the federal character of Nigeria and the need to promote national unity and also to command national loyalty, thereby ensuring that there shall be no predominance of persons from a state or from a few ethnic or other sectional group in that government or in any of its agencies. Subsection 4 says the composition of the government of a state local government council or any of its agencies of such government or council or such agencies shall be carried out in such manner as to recognize and the conduct of the affairs of the government or council, the diversity of the people within its area of authority and the need to promote a sense of belonging and loyalty among all the people of the federation. Is this being followed and adhered? So, now let's go to section 36. On this section 36, subsection 1, it states that 
in the determination of a civil right and obligation, including any question or determination by or against any government or authority, a person shall be entitled to a fair hearing within a reasonable time by a court or other tribunal established by law and constituted in such manner as to secure its independence and impartiality. Subsection 2 says, without prejudice to for, through the foregoing provisions of this section, a law shall not be invalidated by reasons, only that it confers on any government or authority power to determine questions arising in the administration of a law that affects or may affect the civil rights and obligation of any person if such law a provides for an opportunity for the person whose right and obligation may be affected to make representation to the administering authority before that authority may take the decision affecting the person b contain no provision making the determination of the administering authority final and conclusive Subsection 3 states that the proceeding of a court or the proceeding of any tribunal relating to the matter mentioned in subsection 1 of this section, including the announcement of the decision of the court or tribunal, shall be held in public. Subsection 4 further went by to say wherever any person is charged with a criminal offense, it shall unless the charge is withdrawn, be entitled to a fair hearing in public within a reasonable time by a court or, or tribunal, provided that a, a court or such a tribunal may exclude from its proceeding persons other than the parties there to or their legal practitioner in the interest of defense, public safety, public order, public morality, the welfare of persons who have not attained the age of 18 years, the protection of the private lives of the parties, or to such extent as it may consider necessary by reasons of special circumstances in which publicity will be contrary to the interest of justice. The part says if in any proceeding before a court of such a tribunal, a minister of the government of the federation or a commissioner of the government of a state satisfies the court or tribunal that it will not be in the public interest for any matter to be publicly disclosed, the court or tribunal shall make arrangement for evidence relating to that matter to be aired in private and shall take such other action as may be necessary or expedient to prevent the disclosure of the matter. Subsection 5 says, Every person who is charged with a criminal offence shall be presumed to be innocent until he is proved guilty, provided that nothing in this section shall invalidate any law by reason, only that the law imposes upon any such person the burden of providing particular facts. Every person who is charged with a criminal offence shall be entitled to be informed promptly in the language that he understands in 
details of the nature of the offense, be given adequate time and facilities for the preparation of his defense, defend himself in person or by legal practitioner of his own choice, examine in person or by his legal practitioner the witnesses called by the prosecution before any court or tribunal and obtain the attendance and carry out the examination of witnesses to testify on his behalf before the court or tribunal on the same condition as those applying to the witnesses called by the prosecution and have without payment the assistance of an interpreter if he cannot understand the language used at the trial of the offence. Subsection 7 went further to say when any person is tried for any criminal offence, the court or tribunal shall keep a record of the proceeding and the accused person or any person authorized by him in that behalf shall be entitled to obtain copies of the judgment in the case within seven days of the conclusion of the case. No person shall be held to be guilty of a criminal offence on account of any act or omission that did not at the time it took place constitute such an offence and no penalty shall be imposed for any criminal offence heavier than the penalty enforced at the time the offence was committed. Subsection 9 that went by to say no person who shows that it has been tried by any court of competence, jurisdiction, or tribunal for a criminal offence, and either convicted or acquitted shall again be tried for that offence or for a criminal offence having the same ingredient as the offence saved upon the order of a superior court. Subsection 10, no person who shows that he has been pardoned for a criminal offence shall again be tried for that offence. Subsection 11, no person who is tried for a criminal offence shall be compelled to give evidence at the trial. And lastly, subject as otherwise, which is subsection 12, provided by this constitution, a person shall not be convicted of a criminal offence unless that offence is defined and the penalty therefore is prescribed in a written law. And in this subsection, a written law refers to an act of the National Assembly a law of a state any subsidiary legislation or instrument under the provision of a law looking at all these sections and subsections i don't think asu has any criminal case to answer why is the federal government dragging the academic staff union of universities to the courts <laughs> the federal government is further prolonging this matter rather than try to settle the matter amicably. It should be noted that the Professor Nini Briggs Agreement of October 2009, which initiated the agreement which initiated the agreement back then in respect of proper funding of public tertiary institutions to the tune of 1.3 trillion naira to be implemented across a period of four years spanning from 2009 through 2013. The 1.3 trillion funding of government 
own tertiary institutions was meant to span from 2014 through 2018, while 200 billion was meant to be released to public tertiary institutions. And 220 billion naira was also meant to be paid here between 2014 through 2018. It should be noted that all these agreements were being reached during the 2013 agreement of Professor Nini Briggs, which is precisely nine years from now. Nine good years and nothing has actually been done. Because, as Yankwa is someone 
Fedra government of the Federal Republic of Nigeria and the Academic Union of Universities following the Federal Government of Nigeria requesting I don't know where this is leading because with the death of the non academic academic of universities in the industry of Benin, the government is allowing this crisis to linger on for too long. And it's further compounding issues. I don't think it's the best thing for the federal government to do by taking a suit to court. This issue has been lingering since 1988 for God knows when it's going to end. Since the military regime then, during the 2009 Nini Briggs Agreement, negotiation till now which is probably nine years in view nothing has been done if we look at the amount of money being expended on the president's feeding and travel allowances including members of the national assembly i would rather say the government is neglecting the educational system in the country without these teachers without these lecturers without the members of the national assembly passing through classes and lecture rooms and lecture theaters they wouldn't have been where they are today they won't be receiving the huge amount they are receiving today so why are they not even making recommendations to the federal government to soft pedal and pay these lecturers their six month arrears? They are not as rich as members of the National Assembly. They use what we call their intellectuals, their high Q. The country is going through brain drain. The Minister of Health says there isn't brain drain. The Constitution in Nigeria, I don't know, is it still working? Can anyone talk freely? All I would just say is let the federal government not compound or complicate issues more than it should by taking the academic staff union of universities to court now serap which is socio-economic rights and accountability project alongside five students in the federal government this suit has not even been filed it's been filed but there's there isn't a date for hearing of the suit yet well i'll be waiting for the bull tomorrow Oh, sorry, today precisely. This another brand new day. Today is Monday, September 12th, 2022, to hear the outcome. Between, between the suit being filed by the federal government of the Federal Republic of Nigeria 
seeking the court to instruct ASU to terminate its seven-month-old lingering strike. Let's see how it goes. And politicking with Shola would be here to see who wins.